Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. I am joined this week by the grapple geek, Dale and Henry. Welcome to the show. Hey, Billy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to get you on the show because uh, you're a bit of a geeky dude, which is much like myself. So I'm sure we'll, uh, like we said just before I hit record, we'll probably spin off into some tangents that are non-wrestling related. But uh, that's the beauty of this show where... We start speaking about wrestling and then just just we'll go, go we'll go into the Avengers and those pop figures that I see in the background. We will definitely speak about <laughs> the Avengers, right? Okay, so uh, before we do that, though, first question, always the first question: How did you get into pro wrestling? Oh gosh, uh, so primary primary school, it was give or take the attitude here. So I'm a late ninety, I'm a late nineties baby. So we start we started off Hardy Boy, Hardy Boys, Undertaker, Kane, and then my brother was born in '97, and I kind of got in I got kind of got in a little bit of trouble for wrestling with him in the house as brothers are wanting to do. So my, my parents kind of banned me from watching wrestling for a wee while until I was so it'd been two and six. So I'd have. I'd have been 14, 15, give or take, and was flicking through the Fight Network and Sky and came across Ring of Honor. And from there, I've just kind of been hooked. Oh, I remember so, the, I remember the, it was the wrestling channel when I started wrestling watching. Wrestling channel, that was it. The wrestling channel with the, with the amazing Jushin Liger uh, advert. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever actually seen a whole match of Jushin Ligers at that point, but I remember the oh. advert. I still remember the advert. Um, the same, the same one with uh, the Coke, uh, Coke Cabana and uh, is Darren Burridge, Team Shag. Yes. Oh, so just also if you also Celebrity Deathmatch was on it, and that was the first time that I'd ever actually watched anything like death, not deathmatchy, but even sort of mental like that. And as you can imagine, the first time on. First time I had that in the telly when my mum walked in after banning me from wrestling was an interesting experience, just to say the least. Oh, uh, I mean, you kind of throw out that it's, it's not real. It's I mean, wrestling, <laughs> it's, it's, you kind of, you kind of win. Oh, it's live deathmatch. Yeah, that was on. I was always on too late, uh, so I didn't get to watch it. But you'd end up, I'd find like this is before YouTube, so I'd, I'd find yeah. like a VHS or something like that and aged myself incredibly in that moment um, of, of like the best of... Have you ever of... played the game as well? No, no, I never, never played it. Um, I mean, my, my, I, I'm surprised because I never, I never played Simpsons Wrestling either. Uh, I don't know. played the greatest and worst game of all time? I played Attitude. I don't know if Attitude. I think that's a pretty high contender. That and the other Simpsons game, Bart versus the Space Mutants. No. Nah. Because I've never played Attitude, so I would never know. 
uh, I'm a terrible gamer. Like, oh, right. oh, you must play, you must play a lot of games. No, I have uh, like, like five games I like playing, and that's about it. Although I just downloaded Psychonauts uh, tonight because I was like, yeah. I really want to play. I really want to play Spyro, but I finished mm. Spyro, so I want to play things like Spyro. So I got nice. Ratchet and Clank uh, the uh, tail end of last year, and I've played that three times now. Um, so I've, I've got stuck in the first level. Well, oh, Ratchet, Clank, I just can't work it. <laughs> Oh man, it was just, it was everything I wanted when I was thinking, right, oh, a game like Spyro, but not Spyro, and that was it. Jack and Daxter, the first one, Jack Precursor, Precursor Legacy was just amazing, and then I got the other ones, and they were just not what I wanted. They, they, they changed it too much for me. I don't like change. Um, yeah. Right, the we're not even... The from there. Yeah, uh, we're not even five minutes in, and we've already <laughs> wandered off very, very far away. Anyway, yeah. This is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, so so Slam to Deathmatch and uh, Ring of Honor. Right, so what, what drew you to Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor, it was originally when I started watching wrestling, it was obviously all WWE. So when I started watching Ring of Honor, I was getting more into my sports at the time. And the whole sports presentation of Ring of Honor just kind of drew me in. So it was the time they were having the HD net, so they had the top six rankings. And you couldn't get, at that point, they couldn't have a title shot unless they were in that top six rankings. So that drew me, that kind of tied in the realism with the sports I knew, with wrestling, which just kind of hooked me completely. Right, so yeah, kind of like the, the, the logic to it. Yeah. It's like, right, you have to be in there. Remember when SmackDown tried that top ten and it lasted two weeks? because yeah, I'd actually got away from WWE from that at that point, and then we watched it when I got the network. And it was, I actually really liked that idea. Well, why should I actually take it back? I remember uh, TNA tried it, and yes, I think uh, it was like top contender Desmond Wolf, <laughs> the, the top heel, had been anywhere near any title shots. And, and they had well, Nigel McGuinness, of course, everyone knows him. Oh, as. of course, but, uh, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, you have you've TNA'd it, you've just <laughs> absolutely ruined it. So, I'm I sorry, you really like their Bound for Glory series, though. The, Bound for, the the whole thing they did with the Bound for Glory League League series was cool. They ha- they always had great ideas, but the execution just seemed to just like wander away. I love Reverse Battle Royal. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I think that's an amazing concept, <laughs> and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Oh, no, I, 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 I thought it was fantastic. Uh, especially was it the knockouts Reverse Battle Royal that they did. And then ended it had to end up in a triple threat because too many people got in the ring at once. Oh, I can't remember. Wasn't there one where, where it was a reverse battle royal, but the like loser loses their hair? So yeah. so you went into the ring and then so it was like ten of them got into the ring and then eight of them got eliminated, and then the last two was a ladder match, and the winner gets uh-huh. a title shot and the loser loses their hair. <laughs> and I was like, no, you put too much thought into this. This is too many ideas. Why would you go into the ring to lose? Exactly. Your hair? That was my point. So it's like Tail shots ain't worth it. I'm trying to just just come get our shot on our way down line. I mean, the, the reverse battle royals like you know, was uh, everyone was fighting, and then Rikishi when he was uh, junior Fatu just wandered yeah. in and just went into the ring. It's like ah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Oh, TNA, I, I love it. Well, I I love TNA. I actually went, when I went down to Manchester to see them uh, not long after I started uni, and the. They have all their all their own guys, and in the main event included a six man tag, which had Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Sting, 
versus Beer Money and oh, I actually think it was Curry Man off the top of my head. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> It was just so bizarre, especially after having AJ, AJ Styles going one-on-one with Samoa Joe earlier on in the thing as well. Hulk Hogan, I, I was Sting had bumping boots on that night, but uh, oh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Curry Man in the same ring at the same time. <laughs> it was possibly one of the most bizarre matches I've ever seen. It's great. I mentioned in, in my interview with Brent Carter when I was when I was young and dumb and had loads of money. I didn't have loads of money, but I was, I was happy to spend it on eBay. I ended up oh, buying a three-disc Curry Man in Japan uh, set with all his matches in Japan <laughs> at the time. I am and so it, happy that exists. I, I, might ha- I might have to uh, find this and you get my own version on eBay now. I've no idea. if it, I'm assuming by the quality of the cover, it was a fan-made thing, but it was like £4. I was like, I'm having you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I've I've no I've no use for you, but I, I I'm having you because that's just incredible. Another one, another great advert when the wrestling channel was about was was Curry Man. Yeah, uh, he's hot, he's spicy, tastes great. Um, we have we are just gonna get lost. Uh, I've got a feeling we're gonna get lost tonight. Um, who are your favorite? Ring of Honor. Uh, so who are your favorites when you first started watching Ring of Honor? Then. Uh, so when I first started Ring of Honor, it was my favorite top three were Danielson again. You can't go wrong with Dan- Danielson, Nigel McGuinness, and tag team was the, my favorite tag team was the American Wolves. All right, okay. Again, yeah. bring, again bringing all they were the ones that treat more treated everything as a sport. Because I think at that point, if I'm not mistaken, Danielson and McGuinness were still going through their pure ti- pure title, pure title uh, feud. Might be a wee bit earlier. I might have watched that back afterwards. I'm going to nod because I, I didn't watch yeah. a lot of Ring of Honor. So I, I, was, I was like, wrestling channel for me was TNA, and that was why I was right. watching on it. You'll let people know them all now because the vast majority of people that was watching Ring of Honor are actually now in WWE. So at that point, because Project Strong was there, Tyler Black, and now Seth Rollins, Chris Hero, uh, Dan, Nigel, Daniel, Brian, who else? So. Jimmy Jacobs was in, was for a while, and now he's over. I think he's in TNA now, actually. Yeah, I think, I think he's supposed to be writing or something like that. Yeah. I, I remember uh, my only memory of Jimmy Jacobs, uh, other than when he passed through TNA, was uh, Wrestle Society X. Yeah, him and <laughs> Seth Rollins, him and Tyler in, in Wrestle X was amazing. Doing it for her. <laughs> Which I had to love as well. It's the Simpson, uh, the Simpsons reference made me made me happy. <laughs> Oh man, I'm going to need to find that DVD. I think they're all at my folks' house, unfortunately, including Curry Man in Japan. Um, I oh, you go find but it. Them and T- Teddy Hart and Wrestling Society X as well was an experience. <laughs> Teddy Hart in general is an experience. <laughs> the worst that is, I kind of want to see a show with him on it because he genuinely does. Like He's one of the few wrestlers I've seen that actually genuinely looks like he's insane. Well, his, uh, his prison rap sheet probably confirms it as well. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, right, so how did you get from that point? Watching Ring of Honor, watching uh, Nigel McGuinness and, and Brian Danielson knock lumps out of each other to actually become a wrestler yourself. Was it source right. that you went to initially? Yeah, so actually when first when I first started, it was, oh, I can try to remember, the Area 52. 
So when I started, they were the source was owned, well was operated by uh, Killing Dane, and I think Conscience was still there at that point. So I was just started. I think I started uni in September, and I, I started training in Linwood on the in February. Basically, it was a case of I was at uni. Everyone else had gone home for Christmas. And I was just watching some wrestling and wondered if there was any like Scot- Scottish wrestling because I hadn't actually heard anything at that point. Uh, so I was looking up. I was just looking it up, and so uh, Area Fifty Two came up on or SWA came up with their training school, and I just looked. It was like that going. All right, where is Linwood? Because at this point I was living in Paisley, so I'm like, right, where's Linwood? Turns out it was te- it was like ten minutes bus journey from where my flat was. So I was like, oh cool, I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I'll go the, that next week. And my entire thought process was, even if I'm completely and totally useless, at least I'll have some people to chat about wrestling to, and I'm not stuck in my flat playing PlayStation all day. And then I've kind of been there since. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much a very similar story because I spoke to Manlin. He's going to be the previous episode of this one. It just worked out perfectly that I'm getting both halves of, of my <laughs> wrestling one after the other. Oh, God, um, you're the same stories a lot of the time. It, it, absolutely fine. It, you'll probably end up having a different like, angle on, on the same story, so it'll be absolutely fine. Um, but, yeah, he, he was kind of pretty much the same. He was just like, right, I'll yep. go give it a go, and I can say that I've done it. Uh, yes. What was your first impressions then when you got to the school? When I got to school, I was cacking it. So we got in, and at that point, I'd been swimming for a couple of years, but like during high school, I'd gotten up to like school's competition level in my swimming. However, at that point, I'd been like three years out, and three years of eating the same way as I did while swimming, but not doing the exercise to go along with it. So at that point, I was quite heavy and very, very out of shape. So came in and they asked me to do a forward roll and the first thing I do was face plant. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't forward roll. Like I was, I think, who was running that session? I think Nikki Cross or what's Nikki's WWE name Nikki Cross, it is. Nikki, no, it's Nikki, 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 Nikki Storm. Nikki Storm yeah. would have been... Uh, yes. at the time. Uh, and yeah. Dicky Divers was bo- were both there, so they ha- they helped me tremendously. Uh, like Divers took me for bumping while Nicky was taking everyone else for their their drills, just to get me used to bumping. And I'm not gonna lie, the first day after after my first training session, I skipped uni because I couldn't actually get out of my bed. I was sat <laughs> I was sat there till about. 12, 1 o'clock after waking up and just, and just sat there going, oh. Uh, I mean, it's all, oftentimes, it's, it's not so much the bumping, which, I mean, I, I'm i saying this as someone who would probably <laughs> die after one, uh, but it's run the ropes as well. Is is just like the worst thing I ever. I have done that in my first session. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was like a couple of sessions before I ran the ropes purely because I, so... I've got quite bad hand-eye coordination at that point, but slightly better now. 
but I, I suffer from dyspraxia, which, so my motor skills aren't great. And trying, at first trying to run ropes without falling over was the funniest thing you'll ever see. In retrospect, <laughs> not at the time. <laughs> oh, no, at the time as well. I, like, I, got diagnosed, I got diagnosed with dyspraxia when I was primary six. So I've had a, more, than a few, more than a couple of years to laugh, laugh at myself with it. There's, it, it, is the, it can be slightly annoying at times, but if you take everything with it, you have to take everything with a wee bit of laughter because otherwise you'll just cry. Oh, yeah. I, I fall up I even now I fall upstairs constantly. I think I think my one year old daughter falls less than I do. So <laughs> So so that's definitely a challenge then, especially if you're not just running the ropes, but trying to, to is it just trying to gauge distance and all that kind of stuff. It's um must have been a lot of, of like just was there a lot of extra training that you got just for that, okay. just to kind of no. Not so much extra training. It's not so much extra training. It's for me. I was always told when when after I got diagnosed, my mum kind of made it, and dad kind of made it into a mantra for me that dyspraxia doesn't mean I can't do something. It just means I need to work a little bit harder to manage it. And it's kind of always been a mindset I've always been in. So even when I started out. I knew that I was going that there was going to be a lot of stuff that I just wouldn't really get first time, and over the years it's just became second nature, and I've gotten like I've gone from not even being able to do a forward roll in in my first session to now I can cartwheel without even blinking. So it's as long as I, as long as I keep practicing. Nothing is really going to can't really stop. It's not going to stop me too much. Obviously, I'm not going to try back. I'm I'm still terrified of trying to back, any backflips because I'll die. But <laughs> as long as my feet are on the ground, we're all good. Uh, so so the high the high flying uh, nature. That, I mean, is that, is that what lends you to your more uh, ground based uh, attack. I mean, I mean, you also be a fan of of the pure title Ring of Honor stuff. It, it's it's very much based in a in a grab body part and yes. torture it kind of style. Yeah, so that partly partly does come down to it. it was a way of kind of compensating for my dyspraxia was to go a lot more grounded and a lot more like towards the Ring of Honor style. However, the other part of it was. Before like during when I first started training, I was also starting jiu-jitsu. So I've done that for about six years now, on and off. More more no gi than in the gi. So I've only got my blue belt in gi. But I've done with the jiu-jitsu and with wrestling, I've kind of just combined them together because it's just what I know and it's just easier so easier to remember that way. And certainly, when it came to to coming to schools, I mean, it, it was just five minutes from or five ten minutes from your house, so it was the uh, the convenience as well. But source wrestling really kind of prided itself on on the wrestling portion yeah. of things. So you had guys like Glenn Dunbar and uh, coming uh, taking classes and and being able to um, work through the 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 logic of moves and body parts and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah. it certainly seemed like a match made in heaven. 
between yourself oh, yeah, and yourself. I think I think that that is definitely true. With the bars helped me out ridiculous, ridiculously, even outside the ring. So fun and stuff. Uh, Glenbar actually lives only about twenty minutes from my house just now as well. So I actually see him all the time, and he's essentially just my wrestling daddy at this point. So he's probably going to slap me for for saying that on camera. Uh, either make, make him make him sound old or just the, the, the overuse of the word daddy now is become a bit creepy <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll, he'll outlive us all and he knows, he knows it as well so when the world ends it'll just be Dunbar wrestling with cockroaches <laughs> there's, if there's one certainty in life yeah the world ends Dunbar will sat, sat there with his pose with Scorpion just playing in the background <laughs> Um, so, so uh, from from that point, you started training. Um, do you remember who was uh, again? I'm going to refer back to the Manlin episode. He was saying you you were in the the next class above when he started. So, uh, do you remember anyone that's still around this day in your class? Uh, in my class, so I had lots. Obviously, when I first started, I can't think there was anyone still. I know Tom Fulton was in my first session. Tom Fulton was in my first session. Uh, DC, I think DCT was in my first session. No, DCT came later. But the first like shows, run of shows we did. So when I graduated, so it took me about three years to get to get onto my onto shows. From so I've been training about three years at that point. And on the same show that I debuted on, we had Isla Dawn. Uh, Joe Hendry, myself, and Dave Conrad, all debuting at the same time. So, as you can imagine, Island, Island, Joe, have gone on to do amazing things. Dave did some stuff. I think he did some stuff with Discovery, some stuff with ICW. He's done loads of. He, they've all done went and done their own thing, and they've been absolutely amazing. Quite quite a wee, a wee class to come into. Yeah, you're right. Isle Dawn, NXT UK, Joe, Global, but, uh, uh, Ring <laughs> of Honor. Which, which is, must be kind of a bit weird that, that you're thinking Ring of Honor is where you kind of fell in love with that kind of wrestling and then you've you've come up with someone who's now in Ring of it, Honor. <laughs> it is a bit bizarre, especially because I still watch it. I watch Ring of Honor still all the time. The Pure Tournament is fantastic. Uh, so actually seeing Joe do his uh, Technique Tuesdays on YouTube for Ring of Honor is I'm gonna I'll I admit it's slightly bizarre. I, I, I know for myself go and see shows when I when I started going in 2012 and, and seeing um like my first show I saw it was Nikki Cross I'm calling her Nick Cross now uh, it was Nikki Storm versus Sammy Jane was one of the first matches I saw and I was like my God I saw Nikki Storm. Now, yeah. she's, now she's on SmackDown or Raw or wherever, everywhere. Um, it's, it's, it's like as well with when I first when I first coming through as well, and you see like you see all the Scottish guys going through WWE now, and it's like Jesus Christ, we had we've actually seen these guys grow up here and then going on to the big leagues. It's mental. Gives you gives you that uh, national pride. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah we're. Were the best. Well, at one point was it last year we had five Scottish champions in WWE, which I know craziness. 
Um, so what was it like yeah, that first show? Yeah, they still won't bring a WrestleMania over here. I know. I, where, where would they put it? Uh, I mean, I'd be selfish to go Pataudry because it, that means it's along the road to me. Uh, well, I'm in Elgin, yeah, but it's close Pataudry's enough. Pataudry's a great stadium. I, I love Pataudry. We went, I went up with... So Dumbarton had a... Dumbarton had a pre-season friendly a couple of years ago against Aberdeen. And we went we went up and it was... I love that stadium. Not quite got as much fondness for the Cali Stadium, purely in the fact that we lost our big cup final there. So it still kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be selfish. Go right, put it in the northeast so I can go. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I know I mean, I'd say, uh, say Hydro for the same reason, so I can't I'm, say we can't say anything about selfish. I think you could fit more people in the Hydro than you could put Audrey, <laughs> quite possibly. So uh, I that, 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 that'd be, uh, I. I'm starting to delve into a football side of this, which I am not prepared for. So <laughs> I saw I saw watching football when I realised ah, oh, it's just as fake as the wrestling. I'd rather watch the wrestling, to be honest. <laughs> so be fine. Uh, well, especially now with this whole storyline with Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. I know it seems to fight forever. Isn't that the is that the phrase they use in the wrestling? Uh, <laughs> so what was like in that first show then? Uh, the showcase one with with all the all the guys that have went on to. Huge things. Uh, what was it like on that first show for you? I I cried after one thing, uh, but the uh, I was so nervous coming into it because at that point, obviously three years three years I'd been training, not really think like, for the most part I wasn't really thinking or that like, I was really either ever going to debut or I wasn't even thinking about about it even be- even beforehand, and I got told. About a month or so before going on, so and I that I was going to be in an eight-man tag match. So let's see if I remember this. It was myself, Tom Fulton, DCT, and so. Uh, Kelt Caro. versus. Big D- Killing Dane or Demo at the time, Bobby Roberts, Adam Carell, and Mr. Craig Byers. So I mean, that's uh, quite that's quite a, a mix of characters as well. <laughs> 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 so as you can imagine, being the being the new boy, I got my butt kicked by three big guys, and and obviously Mr. Byers tagged himself in to get a couple of cheap shots. And then ran away again. And then all, the, and then they had the had my I got I got my butt kicked until basically buyers got to buyers got to uh, cocky and started shouting at his own team, which is never a good plan. Never in the plan. Never a good plan, especially when they're like double the size here. And they all left them, and we killed buyers. We killed buyers. <laughs> Everyone wants to see their teacher getting punched, so I'm not going to lie. Like that. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, one thing I usually ask me to say what be your first matches, but was that uh, was that a showcase show or was it an actual? Yeah, so that, was a, that was a showcase. That was a showcase. Uh, was that in Govan? Yeah, so we were we were in Govan at that point. And so, what were your what were your initial feelings? As in, like working in front of a crowd. I'm assuming it's like more friends and family than yeah, uh, an actual a- paying crowd, but. 
to be to be fair with the friends and family, I didn't none of my family could come up for my for the first time. Like I think my mum my mum only got to see me, and brothers only got to see me one wrestle once while we we're in Helensburgh. But I just remember the first my first match. I be <laughs> I, I was just the nerves got me right at the start, and then after it, I was just basically so relieved that I didn't puke during I didn't puke and uh, through nerves that I burst into tears afterwards. <laughs> and the fact that I actually got through it because I hadn't performed in any way since high school at that point. Because I was in drama, I did my higher drama, and that was the last bit of acting I did uh, beforehand. And even like competition-wise, I think you don't really get, you don't really have like loads of people watching you usually with jujitsu and swimming. Uh, it's you're in one crowd, you've got like six different mats going on. Same with taekwondo, you've got six different mats going on, so you've not really got the sense of anyone's watching you. So coming into this, I had no experience essentially of working a crowd or anything, and I managed to survive. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing. I think I spoke to I think it was Bradley Pootley, now Mayhem Brooks. Um, he he kind of had the same thoughts. He did kickboxing, and his his thing was he'd always he was concentrating on himself. I mean, yep. much like yourself doing jujitsu, uh, but then adding concentrating on yourself, making sure your opponent's safe. Uh, and not look like an idiot and working with the crowd and it just becomes a whole different beast. Um, so, it's, yeah. uh, you're right, yeah. The, with, with the mindset, it's completely different. I mean, when you're doing like sort of the shoot, shoot competitions, you're not thinking about anything else but winning. With wrestling, there's you've got to worry about your you've got your character you work on. You've got making sure you're safe, making sure your opponent's safe, making sure the you're still acknowledging the crowd. It's a lot to try and remember. Uh, so how did you get from there to manager wrestling? Now Manlon, he, he has put in a story, and uh, people would have heard it if listened to the last episode, which they should have. Uh, what are your memories of how manager wrestling became? To be. So, <laughs> I, so me and Manlon actually met at a source Christmas party. So we're sat, both of us, I think Manlon only had a few months at that point, if even. And I, I'd been there, I'd been there a couple of years, but hadn't debuted yet when we first met. And <laughs> So we basically sat down and chatted about CZW and Ring of Honor. And he was the first person other that I knew that actually knew who CZW and Ring of Honor were. So we had a proper geek out at that point. And even that, even today, we still, like, the CZW is what CZW in death matches means him still have massive geek out moments. Uh, but so from there, we any training session we were at together, we were just chat, chatting away about different stuff. And eventually, I think it was his 
his second match and my third match off the top of my head. Because uh, I think he had he had a match with Mr. Byers first, and then we had our ta- our first tag match after. And <laughs> the who's I think it was Jam O'Malley uh, put his started just going look. You two are gonna ta- gonna tag together if you want to do anything. And basically at that point, Manlon was doing his very hyper very hyperactive character. Which I'm not, I'm still to this day slightly concerned that he was just parading my normal personality at that point. Right. Okay. Is, he he denies, but it's quite it was quite similar. So with he he was very hyperactive and and doing all his stuff, and then there was my, me being a somewhat straight man who can wrestle. It just kind of blended together, and the term manager wrestling uh, <laughs> basically came together because I was obviously just doing my straight laced amateur wrestling, trying to be Kurt, Kurt Angle at the time, mixed with him being the manliest of all men, even to this day. Look, I mean, look at that hair. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, so putting man into amateur, manager. When, uh, when, I, when I saw the name the first time when I was doing results and things like that, I looked at it and went, brilliant. I, I, it's like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't, it's so perfectly ridiculous, but it sums up everything in one go. And exactly. it's very difficult to get that, <laughs> especially when we come we come out to uh, it was Casey in the Sunshine Band. We came out to, at the time. Give it up, give it up, hey, give it up. <laughs> but still gets stuck in my head any time I hear it. Of course. Um, so so Madeline's story was uh, he was saying that he was quite happy to be in a tag team with you because he was he was a rubbish wrestler. But he was he, he was quite happy to, to do the crowd stuff. I uh, was quite happy to do the comedy thing. Um, whereas you were a bit more stoic, but a great wrestler. So between the two years, it kind of bl- it did kind of blend. Though I'm still gonna have to get the boy a slap for saying he was he, he couldn't wrestle because the boy is far far better than he, than even he remembered. Even so, even now even now the you'll try and tell him tell people that he's not good, but. I'll just give him a slap. I'll give him a slap any time he tries it. Uh, well, socially distance, of course. We've got to uh, be careful. We've got to... Uh, I don't know how That's you do fine. it. That's fine. I've got a slingshot now. I was going to say, I mean, my first thought was like the jackass big hands, you know, when they came around the corner and just <laughs> smacked them. Um, so from Source Wrestling, I've got, according to Cage Match, uh, you've also been to Pride. Cage Match? You have a Cage Match. Yes, you do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pride Wrestling, SWA, of course, and Keith Ness Pro Wrestling, which I think was 2019, I think, your trip up. It must have been because uh, yeah, CPW been quite... ended last uh, in 2019. Yeah, so it would have been, it would have been 2019. I'm, as you can imagine, I'm not the greatest with dates. Uh, but yeah, so that, and then I've done, I had a show, I think it was 2018 in Helmsworth for. Oh, what was it? Entertainment EPWA. I can't remember what their thing is. 
think it might just be uh, entertainment pro wrestling, probably. I think so. Yeah. So they were down, they were all they were doing a Scottish tour in Helm and one of the dates was Helmsburg. So I got to wrestle in my hometown, which was amazing. Was, was that the one that you got your the, your family and that were able to get yeah, to? Yeah, they managed to come. They managed to come down, which is funny because I actually didn't tell them until about two hours before the show. <laughs> I'd had to jump by my mum and dad to grab to grab a razor because I needed to, I needed to shave and forgot I'd only moved out like the week before, so I'd left all my stuff there, including my razor, and had to jump back to get it. So oh, I need a new razor. Oh, by the way, uh, get down <laughs> to see some wrestling tonight. I'll be there. Thank you much. But yeah, I was, I was. I wrote down Kathness Pro Wrestling specifically because we're, we're. I seem to be collecting stories of of the travels up there uh, between Lucha DS, Madeline, and just everyone that seems to be oh. traveling from Central Belt up to up to uh, the, the lofty heights of Thurzo and Wick. Um, but you faced Manlin in your yes. last show there. So what was it like? I mean, I'm sure you probably had some one-on-ones, or I don't think you did, actually. Uh, one-on-ones with Manlin. Uh, we had two, two or three, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, though the one with the one the one at Caithness is actually probably the funniest story. So we we at that point we'd been going back and forth. We'd been going up to Caithness for about a year at that point, and I was, I was going through my with my, my spy. I had my Spider-Man hoodie on at that point, and <laughs> so we had a we had a match, and I somehow injured my ankle. So I don't even to this day I'm not entirely sure how we ma- how I managed it. Uh. Like nine times out of ten, mean man will almost murder each other, and like in the in the absolute nicest way. But that one, we said to each other, we'll just have a nice sporting match. We're not we're not going we're not going to die, and it's the one time that I come home and I mean I have to go on crutches the next, crutches for two for two months. Gee, that's more than just an, a, a little ankle injury then. It turned out my foot had actually travelled in size because I'd torn all the ligaments in my ankle. Oh, man. <laughs> but that was a fun couple hours on the way back then in a, in a was, car, cramped with everyone. It was okay. Thank, thankfully, uh, C, CPW took care of me great. And I, I let, by the time I'd elevated, by the time we'd actually left the next day, uh, I could sort of walk on it and I was hobbling. And because obviously we're sitting down for six hours coming back to Ellensborough or for, to Dumbarton at that point, I was fine. I was, the biggest thing was actually the net, like a couple of days down the line when I'm trying to go back to work. And also, I live an hour and a half away from work on public transport. So trying to get a train while when you can barely walk it was not fun. I suppose the worst thing about that is to go, how did you do that? And you can you can literally go, I have no idea. I don't, I don't no, know. Uh, <laughs> I think I if I I think it was basically I took a bump while Manlon was standing on my foot. But that's as much as I can kind of figure out. And I'm like, mm. uh, so during this 
weird time of 20, uh, well, 2021 now. Uh, you have been kept busy during the whole lockdown thing yep. by becoming a father. Yep. Uh, so has is, is that kind of kept you a bit, well, I was going to say a bit sane, but from my experience <laughs> speaking to other parents, because I'm not one myself, uh, it's not the most, uh, I don't know, it's not the most sane-worthy thing, I suppose. Uh, but, but has that been keeping you more occupied of, of having no wrestling at all, being able to go, right, that's fine, I've got plenty of time to to do think, the dad stuff? Yeah, I think I'm probably the only person on planet Earth that can actually turn around and say that lockdown's actually been really good for me. I mean, so I've had my... So Lily was born in November of 2019. The February of 2020, my mum died. So obviously that's a mass. I've gone, in four months, gone to being a, being a dad and losing a parent. So as you can imagine, from like March through to like June... I was, I couldn't do anything but, but uh, stay in the house and do anything. Trying to get, just work, focus on myself and try and get my head together. And I swear, if I didn't have Lily, just to make sure that I got out of my bed, got out of bed, I had to go and obviously, you have to look after all her feeding, all, all, all the nappies, the, the night shifts that I would not have coped well at all if it wasn't for my wee angel. And, and we're, we're, we are going to keep things happy and light. Uh, but the, oh, of course. The, the, other uh, bit, <laughs> the, the other thing that happened to you during this whole lockdown was, of course, um, uh, your dog being put down. Am I right in thinking that as well? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, there was that. Well, we, again, thankfully I had a wee bit, we had a wee bit, so... We've had far too much death over these lockdowns. It's, it's bizarre, uh, bizarre and just horrible. But seeing Lily just growing into the cheeky monkey she is, she is now has probably been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Ever done. Like, so she came. She was born nine pounds. Nine pounds nine. So she was a big baby, and <laughs> first thing she does within two, three hours of being born, uh, we had she had her first temper tantrum <laughs> because she wasn't getting she wasn't getting fed as much as she wanted, despite already having is more milk than anyone else at this point. This was like two hour two hours, and all we're hearing is rah, rah, drink, rah, drink, rah, drink. <laughs> Um, and even now, even now, it's funny. So, trying at the moment, she's allergic to milk, soya, and tomatoes. So, trying to fight, trying to find stuff for her to eat, has been the funniest challenge ever. In uh, our, our temper, our temper and patience are still the exact same as when she was born. So here we go. Yeah, at this point we've now got bags of carrots, like sweet, like a couple of like the healthier sweeties, some of our oat bars, all already packed and ready to go. So that as soon as she gets hungry, we can just grab it and give sure. her. There you go. <laughs> um, there you are. Please, please stop shouting. 
But I, I mean, I only brought that up um, because, well, for distractions and something like that, because as I said, I'm not a parent, so I, I can't sympathise with that bit. Uh, but I'm kind of the same. I, I, I started working from home in March. So that I've been, again, I, I, I'm not very much a people person. I started a podcast because, you know, that made sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not really a people person. Yeah, so, so I've enjoyed lockdown as well because I don't have to leave the house unless I really have to. Um, but really, this, what's keeping me sane is my dog. And yeah. you, you can sit there and just go, right, I have had the worst day. I'm sitting here, I'm feeling low, and then the dog will just run in, walk into something, and then look at you like it was your fault, and then walk out and go, yeah. you know what? Life's fine. We'll just carry on. What's, what's the next thing? <laughs> It's yeah. just, uh, it's finding those distractions and, and trying to not let the dark days be the whole day. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter how bad it is. As long as you've got, like, yourself with your dog or me with Lily, as long as you get, you come home, you get your cuddles, you get your smiles, everything, everything's good again. Can't, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you get, you get your wee doggy jump, jump up and give you kisses. Yeah, well, she certainly tries to anyway. I've, I've seen where she puts her tongue <laughs> yeah. in, near my face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my cat's the same. My cat, my, my cat will try the exact same thing. It's like, no, I know what you do. I know what you do to baby ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so, so that, that distraction, well, not distraction, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to keep calling your daughter a distraction, <laughs> but, but uh, Lily uh, has, has really... You're able to kind of sidestep. Side now I'm sounding like I'm accusing you of things. Uh, I'll be able to sidestep the the worst that happened in 2020 well, in wrestling in the world. It was a, it was very very small, uh, but it, this whole thing that, that made wrestling kind of go it's not as fun anymore because yeah, everyone's a wronging. Uh, so, but you're able to kind of go right. I don't need to think about that. I've got Lily. I've got this to to worry about <laughs> instead, which is. I suppose was was was, was nice. Uh, I'm yeah, rambling. Exactly. We're, we're just gonna kind of try and get away from that now because before yeah, I, I say something really, I had, mean. I had Lily and I had my I had my my therapy to try and keep my own brain sorted enough to get just to and I just stayed away from it because the again I just want my baby I just want my baby cuddles. Sally, I mean as long as you get that at the end of the day. That and fro though, and I've got and I've got frozen Moana on in the background, so. Oh, I've got questions <laughs> about frozen Moana coming up. Don't you worry. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely right. Okay, so um, well, my next question doesn't really matter now because it says I've written down father and juggling wrestling training. They didn't really cross over uh, much at all. No, so. no, not so much wrestling training, but trying to get my my workouts and like my. My strength, my kettlebells, and my running, and with the, the wee one is an interesting is an interesting balancing act. Usually, thankfully, my kettlebell sessions are only like twenty minutes usually, so I I can usually time it so I can have a coffee, a coffee, and then go straight and then go straight into market while she's having a nap. And I've kind of, I've now gotten to the point where I've worked it down to a fine art. So she literally falls asleep. I go do my workout and back out before she wakes up again. Perfect, great. Um, so you're all, you're called the Grapple Geek, yep. uh, which of course we've already kind of scraped the surface, but we're going to dive in a little bit more now. Uh, 
what's your what's your geekdoms? What's your I don't know what the technical term will the young kids call uh, it nowadays. Your your it's not ships. Fandoms? That's not the word. Fandoms. fandoms. That's it. What's your fandoms? Uh, anything, anything sports anime. So at the moment, I've currently got Kuroko no Basuke, which is a basketball anime, which actually is just season one of the English versions on Netflix now. So watch that. Uh, Haikyuu, again, it's on the English versions on Netflix. I've watched it all in Crunchyroll. And what's the other one I've got on me and the missus watching at the moment? Uh, Guilty Crown, which is possibly the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's basic, in basic terms, it's a war that the main character can basically steal a person's soul, turn it into a weapon, and then give it back to them. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. But it's actually, it's actually quite, it's interesting. See, see any time I've watched anime or tried to, I find it bizarre. So if you're finding that bizarre, <laughs> I, I'm not, I can't imagine how I'm going to go, how I'm going to find it. I'm just like, what? Yeah, uh, that was again. That was that's another one that they just released the start of it on Netflix. So you've got at least you don't need to have to worry about the Japanese the Japanese language. You help you a little bit, but yeah, the first couple of episodes, you're la you're sat there going, "What on earth is going on? I don't get this." <laughs> it's a bit like a sort of Death Note as well. Death Note was a bit like that for me. When I first watched it, and I just didn't get it until like a couple of episodes in, and then the potato chip scene, which even if you don't know anime, you'll have seen the potato chip scene and or people doing the potato chip scene in loads of different movies. I mean, my, my only real experience, stuff, yeah, my, 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 my real real experience is anime, other than the obvious like. Pokemon. Uh, oh, cool. yeah. I, I was I, I tried to watch One Punch Man, and <laughs> I got a couple of episodes in, and I kind of thought, right, I've got the premise of this now, but it's the same every episode. Don't need to watch anymore. That's fine. I've got it. I if get it. Want to see one that's if you want to see one that's sort of similar to One Punch Man and like style wise, if you look up a one called The Misfit of Demon Academy, it's a similar sort of thing where the the main character is far, far, far too overpowered. He's essential. He is essentially the reincarnation of God, and but no one else believes him that he actually is. And it's basically the entire thing is him essentially just proving how much stronger he is than everyone else. <laughs> All right, I think I've I think I've seen uh, it. Might be yourself, but I think Rain as well going on about it. Uh, yeah, it seems familiar. Uh, off the top of my head, the, the name of it. Um, so, as I won't have much to add on anime, but Pokemon I do. Uh, so Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! is there too, oh, that I think of. We'll definitely, we'll definitely get onto Marvel stuff because... Oh, of course, yeah, I've you got, can't... I've got a massive well, hammer behind me that exactly. uh, has, has to be spoken I've, about. I've got, I've got like all the Avengers, I've got Captain America, well, let's see, I've got Captain America, Iron Man... Think I've still I've got a Black Widow T-shirt ordered. Obviously, the new for the new movie coming out. Uh, what else? 
I've got far basically I've got far too many comic book t-shirts. Like I'm close, I'm all, I'm I'm close to my thirties, and I've still got all these comic book t-shirts in my, in my drawer. I, I am thirty, and <laughs> my t-shirts are pretty much uh, Marvel or wrestling. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've got. I mean, it's it's pretty much. I think if you look through my, my drawer, because I put my wrestling t-shirts. Harry Potter as well. Harry Potter uh, is a big fandom of mine. We'll speak about that as well. Uh, but yeah, I've got uh, my wardrobe's just full of wrestling t-shirts because they don't fit where everything else is. But it's, it's pretty much half of it's Deadpool t-shirts, and then the rest is just random Marvel t-shirts. I uh, love. I wish they do. I wish they would do like a proper movie of Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. That comic is amazing. I have I have read some of it. Um, I think I said previous episodes like. I like the films. That's pretty much. It. I try to pick up as much as I can from from reading odd comics, except Watchmen. Watchmen's the only comic that I'm graphic novel. It's called, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, that I've that I've loved and read all the way through multiple times because it's just. Funnily enough, that's incredible. probably the one I haven't. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not going to judge you because I haven't watched any things that we've spoken about so far. So, but yeah, I do what, like Rorschach though. From what I've seen of Watchmen, Rorschach is amazing. Yeah, it's just, I don't know why that that particular graphic novel um just yeah could read it constantly um but yeah uh, i have read bits of, of deadpool kills the marvel universe and i think if they ever need to kind of do a mirror wipe the slate clean like they did it in at uh, endgame yeah i mean that could do it just, just get rid of some of them and I, just, I would uh, like to see disney try to do the disney version of deadpool kills the marvel universe would be interesting well, I mean, it's supposed to be Deadpool 3 will be rated R, so who knows? because yeah, I'm still in a bit of a huff with Disney Plus on how just how awful the Artemis Fowl movie was. Sorry, to the, I, to the what Artemis movie? Artemis Fowl. Ah, uh, didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I loved the books growing up. I seem to have a thing with that, though. That, that I read the books growing up, and... The, the movie of them comes out and I just hate the movie because I get so invested into the books. Has uh, uh, Harry Potter survived that though? Just, uh, just about? Just about. So I will always say read the movies rather than watch the, watch the films. Or read the movies? That works. Read the books <laughs> rather than watch the, watch the films. Uh, because they just miss out so much. The only one that I would say the movie does close to the books is Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, I watched that last night. <laughs> Prisoner, of Az <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban is fantastic. Like Goblet of Fire, they missed the entire Quidditch World Cup, which is just it just makes me sad. Uh, the f and they missed out my favourite scene in in Philosopher's Stone as well when the, with the uh, potion bottles. With Hermione in the potion bottles. With... To, to anyone watching this or listening to this, this is very much similar to conversations I have with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start on Azkaban. That's because she's like, I think I don't care about the first. I mean, I like the first two, but Azkaban is where we start in our, oh, yeah. our rewatch thing. Azkaban's by far the best movie. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, Azkaban's by far the best movie. Uh, I've got an inherent hatred of Half Blood Prince movie. Because it's just a rom com. Or the Phoenix is the one I hate. <laughs> I can I see where you come from. But it's surprisingly it's like, that's probably my top three books, Order of the Phoenix. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. But yeah, it was the only one I watched in the cinema and when it finished I went, 
Wait, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. That was me with half blood prints. I like me and my, me and my fiance. Uh, I have the lawn rant to it about whenever she tries to put half blood prints on because <laughs> I, I despise that movie. <laughs> it's the one, the only one that I just, just I can't handle. Half blood prints. Uh, sorry, I Order of the Phoenix tested my relationship early on because uh, <laughs> it, it was. Because she was like, right, we'll watch Harry Potter films. Oh, yeah, cool, it's fine. I like the Harry Potter films. And I spent the whole time in Order of the Phoenix going, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Why is he doing that? Oh, he's been a right winch this whole film. Yeah. And yeah, she went, right, I'm not watching Order of the Phoenix with you ever again. <laughs> I went, that's fine by me, because I think it's the worst one. So that's, yeah, exactly. that's all okay. Oh, no. Like the audio becomes Stephen Fry, it's far better. <laughs> um, but no, have you, have you been down to the London, I'm assuming you have, went down to the London studios and, and I'm ashamed to say no for, <gasps> I'm ashamed that I haven't yet uh, me, and, me and Rocky are hopefully going to go down once we, with the wee one once we get a wee bit of money together and one, obviously when this whole situation, Covid situation starts to die down a little bit I would rec- recommend checking, like, it is on, Groupon, stuff like that. They usually yeah. have some deals on. That's how we went out twice because right. we, we spotted it on a, um, it is on. It is, I mean, I'm saying it is, I'm not that much of a, I'm, I, I like it, but I'm not, like, yeah. mega fan. Uh, it was amazing. Oh, Both I'm, times. I am completely, we were actually wanting to use that as our honeymoon once we actually get married, was to go down to Harry Potter World for our honeymoon. But we've just not worked. Every time we've tried to plan the wedding, something, something money-wise has came up, so we just haven't got around to it yet. But um, I actually did go down to Almut. Have you ever been to Almut Castle? No, I, I haven't, anyway. Uh, so that's where they do all the, like, the exterior shots of Hogwarts. So me and, me and mum and dad and my brothers all went down a couple of years back, and we actually got to see all the grounds of Hogwarts, and, all, and they actually do like a proper guided tour. Oh, this is the shot up there. This is the shot up there. Also, it's a ma- also it's a wedding venue. So I was trying to I've been trying to get that in Morocco. We we did we did look well. It was suggested, and I was like, no, because that's <laughs> a lot of travel for folk. <laughs> uh, but it did crop up in conversations when we were arranging our our wedding. Um, but we're, we're I think we're when things open, we're going to try to do the viaduct as well. Uh, <sighs> but I mean, because it's a my end of the woods. Uh, it's a bit further up for me. But um, what I will say, if you ever go down to, to Harry Potter Studios and that, um, when they ask you if it's your birthday, say it's your birthday. <laughs> okay. Will do. We did that. We did that in there. We did that for our. So we actually had a holiday to Italy a couple of years ago, and we were again. This was another one that we were supposed to get married that July. It didn't happen for whatever reason, but we'd actually forgotten to tell the holiday makers that it wasn't our honeymoon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that we got to Italy and we got like the whole we got Rocky got champagne, I don't drink, so Rocky got like did a full bottle of Prosecco and got went downstairs. It was a honeymoon suite with Mr. and Mrs. Hendry sitting on sitting on the door. And it was a oh yeah, we forgot to actually mention that we're just on holiday now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got a balcony out of it. We got a balcony out of it. It was great. Great. 
So, but yeah, uh, the second time, the first time we were told to do it, but it was neither of our birthdays. We were a bit too honest about that kind of thing. So we thought, Aye. no, no, we'll let we'll let the kids do it. And we realised what happens if you say it's your birthday. All second right. time we did go down, it was my wife's birthday. It was that day, actually. So we didn't feel guilty about it. We, we did, actually. <laughs> we, we generally did. We were like, right, where can we go down? And we organised it with two friends who were just like, oh, uh, we're free this weekend or this weekend. And one of the weekends was, was her birthday. And we're like, well, we'd be as well go down that weekend. So down to London. Uh, she loves Forrest Gump. So went to Bubba Gump for her birthday oh, night as well. Love that movie. was incredible. Um, and anyway, yeah, this, this, this is more about me now. So let's, let's kind of wrap up. So, uh, Pokemon. Let's go back to Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. I have very little uh, experience with Yu-Gi-Oh! Other than I really, I like Blue Eyes White Dragon, because, you know, everyone does. Uh, I still owe Jetstream Jack uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel. We still, haven't, we still haven't had our duel yet. Well, over Zoom, maybe just, uh, that, that could be a, a project for while we're still in lockdown. You know, over Zoom and just to just see how it goes. Uh, but Pokemon. I know about Pokemon. Yes. Well, I know about the first three generations of Pokemon. Then it gets a bit. To be fair, for a that. long while, for a long while, I refused to watch anything past the first gen. It wasn't until I I started actually uh, showing the wee the wee one some of the some of the old Pokemon's while we're been up been up all night that I've just kept it going. So I've now just got caught up with Swords and Shield. Well, my question: We're going to be. Who are your top five Pokemon? Top five Pokemon. Raichu will always be my number one. I love my I love my Raichu. Uh, Squirt Ash is Squirtle because you can't go wrong with a Squirtle and sunglasses. Uh, Nine Tails. Rapidash. And actually, out of the oh, actually take Rapidash out, put Mewtwo, and then. One of the new ones that I can never never say it properly is it Greninja. Oh, I don't I don't want it is. I could tell yeah. you it's, yeah, it's, it looks <laughs> like a, a dead moth kind of thing. Yes. Greninja. Yes. I, it's, I just I just like the idea. I just like the whole thing with it. It looks like some sort of weird fox in a ninja outfit, and I'm like, that is amazing. And it just seems to be ridiculously powerful. Fair enough. And uh, to, so, I mean, that, there's a lot of ones I've heard of. Uh, Greninja was the only one I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, worst. And it's, it's going to be the one with the ice cream, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah, I can never I never understood what the whole ice cream one was. Uh, but I've kind of got a draw here. As much as I love Raichu, the design for the Alolan Raichu is an abomination. So I've seen Pokemon Go. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, weird. I do not like the thing. The ice cream ones up there. Uh, what other one? As far as playing goes, play like the old Pokemon games. I hate whenever I catch a magic art. It just does nothing. I know. And I can never. I can never train it enough. And I just can never train it enough to get into a a Gyarados. I always end up catching a Gyarados first, but it's like that. Yeah, what's the, what's the point after that? Um, Jason Hyde had a very uh, big beef with, I can't remember what it was called, but one that turns into a washing machine. Uh, Ooh, I don't know that one. 
Uh, I can't. Hang on, Ray. I'm going to find it because yeah. I've got a feeling he'll be he'll be uh, listening to this and I go, "Well, it's clearly this." And I told you this. Uh, turns. I've no idea where your team start. Pokemon turns into washing machine. <laughs> Not Washington. Uh, washing machine. Rotom. Oh, it's motor spelled backwards. Oh, that's like relic. Oh, right, that right. makes sense actually. It's quite clever. Oh yeah, Rotom. Hang on, something to say. Let's see this myself. Oh, it literally is a washing machine when you first yeah. look at the images. So there's a fan, um, uh, a fridge, that, I'm guessing, a lawnmower, and an oven. I've obviously not, yeah, I've obviously not gotten to this pit and sword of shield yet because that is disgusting. <laughs> 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 they weird. really have just they they really have just ran out of ideas for things. It's like they're sitting there just going, "What do you see? Wash machine. <laughs> Throw some eyes on that thing. That'll do." <laughs> I've now got an I've now got an image of the next bunch of Pokemon being like a high chair with with eyes. Uh, there probably is already. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing out just a, a personal favourite, just because of wrestling related. But I loved Machamp. My champ is amazing, yes. It, it, it just I, ticked all the boxes for me as a youth watching wrestling. It was like youth. Like I'm a, also, with, <laughs> also with growing up with doing also growing up with doing Taekwondo, I've got a wee soft spot for Hitman Lee. Oh of course. Yeah. Yeah. Though I've noticed in, in the new game so while I was playing Pokemon Sword that they've got a baby version of them now that does that's a grappler. Hitman top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitman I was sat there going, "How? What? When? When did this arrive? I don't. What? Does, uh, does it evolve to Hitmon Chan and Hitmon Lee, or is it just Hitmon Lee? Uh, it can go either way, depending on if your attack, if your attack's higher, it goes into I think Hitmon Hitmon Lee, and if it, your defense is higher, it goes into Hitmon Chan. Or maybe the other way around. Uh, and if yeah. it's equal, it gets turned into something as well. Oh no! Yeah, there's, there's. I think it's Tyrogue is this is the Tyrogue, first one, sorry, yeah, and then, and then it goes top. into Hitmon Lee, Hitmon Chan, or Hitmon Top. Yeah. This is not a pod. Uh, it's not a Pokemon podcast, but it's, we seem to have moved into that way. Uh, oh, right. It, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? it, it def there was always a chance. Uh, right, we'll, we'll swing back to wrestling briefly just to tick that quota. Um, yep. Right, so who are your favourite wrestlers growing up then? You, you mentioned your Ring of Honour ones, but when you first started watching, who were the guys that you were like, yes, I need to see more of you. You said the Hardys, I think, you was one of them. Uh, yeah, when I, first, when, I was, when, I was, when I first started, it was Hardys, Edge, because the, the Hardys, the Brood, Taker and Kane were my my big ones grow, growing up. Because you kind of have you just kind of have to go go with them. Hardys were the exciting what were the ones that I just got excited whenever I saw them because they were the epitome of cool back in the nineties. Especially Jeff. I mean, I was always whenever we'd wrestle in school, so we we'd always have our wee like. As a all boy, I think all boys do it. They all, you always have a wee bit of fighting. You do a wee, you have thing. We we always wrestled in in our primary school, and to the point where I think I actually got hurt more doing the primary school than having the ring. 
as we boys have no control whatsoever. But I would always be Matt Hardy without, no matter what, I was always Matt. I was always Matt and my friend Joe Martin was always gay. Because I, I was always people. Jeff. <laughs> I Even back then, I love. I was always, I loved Matt because, I don't know, I think I was just destined to be a bit of an emo child. <laughs> he was the first, it was, Matt always was the one I always gravitated to. Jeff was cool because he had long hair and it was all pretty colours. Yeah, I, I was always Jeff because I was more willing to climb on things, and my mate was uh, uh, a bit pudgier and wouldn't, so he was Matt. Fair up. <laughs> probably the same sort of theory with us as well, because he was very thin and had no fear whatsoever. Whereas I'm, I'm terrified. I used to be terrified of heights, so I wouldn't go anywhere near any off again. I wouldn't go off my feet. And as I was growing up, so when I was getting to after the Hardys thingy, the brood. The brood were just cool. Again, they're they're vampires, and I I really am sounding like a, a proper emo child here. <laughs> uh, I just had a, I loved the whole presentation of Gangrel. I thought that I thought the whole the music, especially even now, the music for Gangrel is probably one of my top five musics because it was it's just it's just so dark, dark it like. I was watching TN. It was TN. No, it was AEW. They they put up they put up a uh, AEW and Gangrel came out. Like, what was that? No, it was Ring of Honor. It was Ring of Honor and their best of twenty twenty show last All week. Right. Okay. Uh, it was uh, last week, the week before, and they were doing. He he did a he did an appearance, and the music even to this day, I was sat like, oh yeah, this is cool. Which reminds me, was it a 99 or 98 rumble where the, it, it went off? He came out and the front row were all just bouncing <laughs> along with it. Um, so who, who are your, I mean, I don't know if you watched OSW Review, but who, who are your boys? Who are your rubbish ones that you were just like, I've got a soft spot for you? Oh, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for Kai and Ty. Kai and Ty were amazing. Kai and Ty, Choppy Choppy PP is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Rumble uh, 2000. Yeah. Uh, there is that as well. In <laughs> uh, Submission Squad in Chikara. I, the, one of my favourite matches, uh, not that you'd ever think, think of it purely from watching me in the ring, but my one of my favourite matches of all time is the Gentleman's Club versus Submission Squad in Chikara. And it's just bonkers, and it is hilarious. It's so, it's so, so funny. Again, uh, uh, is a, a promotion I've seen many things of. I do remember something about a, a, a imaginary bomb. Yes, I, I, I love that Scott. Uh, especially if you want, if you want the best one, best one that if you one time to watch it, watch one where Tommaso Ciampa does the spot. It's a big six man with Tabasso Champa in it, and everyone else is everyone else is playing it up, and then Champa's just sat there going, "What is going on? <laughs> no punch." <laughs> That's, That's an example of a straight man in a comedy spot. It is absolutely genius. <laughs> That's where it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, with Gentlemen's Club, they've got the sw- they've got a character called the Swamp Monster. Which is just a get is I can't even remember who wrestles under it, but it's full green suit, 
green suit of just tassels that's made to look like seaweed. And he's doing all these moves, and you're like, what? And Toro Yano in New Japan as well, I love. So, yeah, so, so coming out as a, as a, as a straight-laced uh, a grappler, uh, but your real love is some oh, copy wrestling. If I had if I had Manlin if I had Manlin's charisma in any form, I would totally I would totally do comedy wrestler. There's still time when you come back when when the, when the wrestling returns, you can uh, go people full can, grapple geek. I people can forget that I'm uh, that I'm actually not funny, and then we'll, we'll just feel, we'll just have jokes the entire time. Why? Not? I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Go for uh, it. Obviously, my, as well as my comments up, like. I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for Minoru Suzuki. This is, ah. the dichot- this is the dichotomy of Grapple Geek. You've got my love of comedy wrestling on one side, and then on the other, Tim Thatcher, Tim Thatcher, Minoru Suzuki. Norman Smiley is um, is my boy. I love there you go. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking of. Just, <laughs> just once Norman- you go. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Norman Smiley. If there was a wrestler that could do absolutely everything, it is Norman Smiley. I, 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 when you look at him, he's got no right to be able to be as amazing as he is. No. With the, with the receding hairline back to the the uh, soft spot on his skull, to just the, the amazing bushy tash. It's just, yeah, screaming enormous. Screaming enormous. It doesn't matter, screaming it doesn't matter even what he's doing as well. It, like, you see him in WCW and you play a lot like a comedy character. You have him in UWF and he, he's actually murdering everyone. <laughs> And you're like, I believe you either way. How is this possible? Because he's Norman Smiley, that's why. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so that's the wrestling bit done. Uh, my yeah. old, the other thing is, uh, you, you've also been, uh, during this lockdown, you've been getting feedback from uh, Shady Natras, who we've got uh, in an yeah. episode previously. Uh, did you find it? I mean, he's been around for ever. Oh, um, shit. Did you find that he, he was able to kind of uh, pull some bits? Yeah, and... watching what. So I sent him. I sent him my my last match that I did, and it was me and Robert Wisher. So and so I sent him him that match over, and some of the stuff that like watching the match back and then listening to what he was saying, there was a couple of wee bits that I'm sat there going. Ah, uh, yeah, that would actually made it a wee bit, made it a wee bit more thingy, and just gives me a, another opinion because not only have I sent the stuff to Shady, I had I sent a match with me and Andy Wilde to both uh, Chris Ridgeway and Tyson Dukes, who both gave me great pointers as well, with the just obviously. Uh, Chris and Tyson do a bit more of the same sort of stuff that I'm doing with the whole technical, technical, almost shooty, almost shooty, uh, close technical style. So they've given me a lot of that, that, that stuff. And then Shady's given me from the perspective of more British based, British based, and just. Other, another viewpoint in, into what I was already thinking. 
Excellent. So definitely recommended if anyone's uh, oh, okay. listening thinking. Like, one thing to take away from this from anyone listening, if you've got, if you want to have a, uh, as good a chance of getting back to form as quickly as possible once we're back, make sure you get people to have a look at your matches and get a different viewpoint. Because sometimes they'll just pick up stuff that you've not even had a, an inkling of. And at the end of the day, there's no point in, you can't do anything in the ring. So as much learning as you can do would, is probably the best way of not wasting our time while in lockdown. Absolutely. Right. So we'll go to the, the fan questions and then we'll uh, go back into the randomness, uh, the, oh. the random multiverse. Uh, so okay. we've got uh, Madeline coming up with uh, how has how have you put up with him for so long? <laughs> boy's getting a slap. Uh, <laughs> uh, the question should be the other way around. How has he put up with me? Really, Madeline is essentially like a little brother to me now. Like, we've grown up ar around wrestling together. And we're always going to we're always going to have each other's back. There's nothing that either of us can see that we're not going to be kind of tied together in some way at this point. And <laughs> the you've how do you put this? So we're always gonna we're always gonna be tied together. And I just love the boy. It doesn't matter what he's going to what he what he'll do, he'll both of us will just make each other laugh. And he'll remind me whenever I get too serious that this is meant to be fun. We're not we're not meant to be going out there and get and stressing ourselves stupid. This is a this is our this is our fun space, and he's the one that reminds me of that probably most often. I mean, the overriding arc of pro wrestling is it's a bunch of guys fighting in their pants for a belt. Yep. Or a cummerbund. It's uh, actually quite funny. I I seem to have lost over the longer I've been in wrestling. I started out with a singlet head gear, singlet and headgear, then moved to a singlet, then moved to shorts, and now I'm in trunks. With no knee pads, which I don't know, something about that always gives me the fear watching wrestlers with no knee pads. It's just, it's just like I don't want to see your kneecap around the other side if something goes wrong. That's just, it's good. I mean, when Andy Wells started doing it, it just gave me the fear. I was like, no, please, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to see your kneecap on the other side of your body now. It just creeps me out. Uh, if people find it comfortable, if that's the way comfortable wrestling, then you do you do you, but. Oh, I don't know. Something about it's also weird when I see people wrestlers who wear wrist tape stop wearing wrist tape. I'm just like, <laughs> that looks a bit odd. <laughs> why, why are you doing that? <laughs> Funnily enough, as we we're talking about dyspraxia, one of the things that I've actually started doing with my wrist tape, with my wrist tape, is that I actually have, if you, everyone, anyone knows, I actually have an L and an R on my wrist tape because without. Without me looking at my hands, I can't actually tell my left and right. So I need to actually look at have I've got L and R on my wrist pad, so I actually know which hand I'm using. That is, um, that is super clever. <laughs> it's like a little cheat code that you've got. Exactly. <laughs> code. 
Because um, otherwise, but, I have to constantly do that to try and remember my left and right. Uh, but I was speaking about the wrist tape thing. When I, when I was saying that, I find it weird when they go from not wearing wrist tape, no, to wearing wrist tape to not wearing. Uh, I went to SmackDown live show in Aberdeen and uh, uh, Jack Swagger came out. Jack Hager, now oh. he's called, I suppose. And it was a squash match against probably Kurt Hawkins. And he came out lazily with no wrist, no, no wrist tape, nothing, just a singlet on and knee pads and boots. And I was looking at it going, I don't like it. I need you in, in wrist tape, your your fist taped up. You look prepared. You just look like you just went, oh, am I going to? Okay, I'm going to go. Just, just, it's, it's such, it's such I, an odd pet peeve to have. <laughs> I miss his spiky hair from when he was Jack Swagger. His haircut as Jack Swagger was amazing. I think they, they gave up on the, the, the Swagger Soaring Eagle way too early. <laughs> yes. That and Be the People again. I love that gimmick. I think it'd be even better for folk like uh, over here. I, I have no idea what it was about. Like yeah. uh, the whole don't tread on me stuff. Yeah, well over my head. I didn't need to know about <laughs> it. I just liked that everyone went we the people. And I yeah. didn't even get the, 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 the football connotation that it could apply. <laughs> I was just like going, this is cracking this. Everyone's joining in. And it's it's uh, it's pretty good. And then It's something so small as well that everyone joins in on that that's what I put. I, I love. I love little details that can that everyone can just get behind. Is amazing. Is something I love. And then they went a bit weird with the whole Glenn Beck stuff, and this is just yeah. It they, they, they ruined the fun by making it real, and they just yeah. uh, spoiled it. Stop putting real things in wrestling. We just want to to have fun <laughs> and yeah, watch we'll silly do, things. Commissions for us, but anything else can. Any 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 outside of, outside the sport stuff in wrestling can go. Exactly, it's supposed to be our escape at the end of the day, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, so the the other thing that you're really into is well, I don't know, it's not by choice. Uh, Moana and Frozen uh, from your recent tweet saying that that's pretty much your life now. Uh, yes. Uh, so to be fair, we, she's, we've now got we've now got a third rotation, third thing to rotate in there as well, which is couple of children's TV shows called Bullowy, which has the greatest theme tune of all time. Is it better than X-Men the animated series? It's catchier. It's one of these ones that if you'll hear it once and it'll be stuck in your head for days. Okay, that's fine. I'll avoid it as long as I possibly can then. Uh, best song then. I have two films. Best song. Uh, Actually, three films. Or... You can yeah. include Frozen 2. Hmm. Just so you can get lost in the woods. It, change, it changes day by day for me, honestly. Uh, I, I I'll have to go. I'll have to go for. I, like you're welcome from Moana. Again, I you kind of can't go can't go wrong with that one. From Frozen Two, I would probably say. Uh, the moment because it's stuck in my head. Uh, the sorry, Frozen One's fixer fixer uppers from Frozen One. Yeah, stuck in my head. And the oh, what's gone? Do, do the next right thing from Frozen Two. Again, oh, I'll say, I'll say again. I lost yeah, in the woods. Really mind one. That's a really sad. I love. I love both love and hate Lost in the Woods. It's just so cheesy that. Is, that 
it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> the whole oh, video as well. And then uh, yeah. is it is it Weezer that did the the yeah. grown up <laughs> cover of it, and they just copied the whole video. Yeah. <laughs> the I a lot. I'm kind of spoiled though. When I was looking it up, uh, they had a whole. They've got like, other songs on the soundtrack that they. It's like deleted scenes. And if you like Lost in the Woods, one of the deleted scene ones called Get This Right is basically Christoph trying to propose to Anna. And it is, again, the plot so cringy that it is amazing. They even have, like, on YouTube, it's got a storyboard, a storyboard of what they were wanting to do with it. And it includes, like, Christoph jumping into space onto a star and sliding <laughs> down with the big hearts coming out <laughs> to a proper cheesy... It, it, it wouldn't be out of place in like a, mu a proper musical production. So if you learn anything from this podcast, get plenty of advice on your matches and go check out the deleted songs from Frozen yeah. 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly, pretty much. <laughs> um, and, and, nev and never trust an Alolan Raichu. Or a game. Yeah, or, or, or Rotom. <laughs> yeah, or Rotom. <laughs> uh, Manlon actually asked, I forgot to even... Ask you this one. Uh, what is your favorite? I'm mean, gonna speak about wrestling again. Uh, what is your favorite deathmatch stipulation? I'll always have a soft spot for wrestling society X's 10,000 volt cage match, electric cage match, <laughs> or the or the one where the the guy I can't remember what the actual match is called, but he gets chucked into a piranha pool. <laughs> <laughs> Though there's also Speaking of Manlon, we, we were doing a sort of fantasy booking thing. A bunch of boys from Source were doing a, fa a fantasy booking show, just as a just as a wee uh, team building thing. And Manlon decided to find a video of a, a fireworks in the bump hole match. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to you'll have to ask him. Get him on for a part two just to ask him that question. It was the most bizarre thing. I it's Japan and they were the some of the stuff you find in Japanese death, death matches is insane. I, I I don't know where they come up with this all. I, it's like, I hope I hope to I hope. And all that is good that they got paid handsomely for it because, ow! <laughs> uh, off as well, which is the worst of it. I'm like, ow! Oh no, uh, I, I think Koabushi <laughs> has a lot to blame for it, uh, or a lot, a lot of influence uh, on why he does what he does because of things love, like that. I love DDT. The fact that him and Kenny Omega wrestled a wrestled a doll, an inflatable doll. Again, this is my com my, my my happy comedy side coming out. I love the, the I love the whole like DDT and how mental some of the stuff they can come up with us. Uh, Kenny versus the eight year old girl as well. And people think wrestling is is too serious nowadays and things yes, like that happen. Yeah. We're a we're a proper we're a we're a proper uh, honourable sport. <laughs> I was. I mean, speaking of, of of silly wrestling society, we've already we've already slammed some of of uh, TNA. Although I will speak about their electrified steel cage, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, they also want that tables, ladders, and cervezas <laughs> in wrestling society. 
with Jesus from uh, who stabbed John Cena. Yeah, I forgot that was him. <laughs> oh, I think it was was he Angula or something like that in Wrestle yeah. Society X. He was, the, he was in the Mafia faction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually came actually worryingly fits in with the WWE stuff as well. Uh, stabbed John Cena. Uh, John Cena <laughs> came back with with a marker pen on his back because he got stabbed. <laughs> within, within like a couple of weeks. <laughs> totally not going to film the first Marine film. Definitely <laughs> not to do that. Uh, but yeah, TNA's electrified steel cage. That was amazing. The blue lights. I mean, it was only saved because I had Devon Dudley in there. And oh, if you okay. need a guy to, to pretend he's electrocuted, that's who you get. That's who you get in there. Devon Dudley, as far as like facial expressions go, Devon Dudley, both Devon and Bubba Ray Dudley were the men, were the men for them. But I love Bubba Ray's selling for what, like, even in his TNA run, when he got uh, the cheese grater to the groin. <laughs> and some of his facial expressions are amazing. I, I also thought you were going to go for the fish market street fight uh, when he gets hooked. Um, when is it? Is Not it Shark Boy? One. Yes. Shark Boy uh, reels in a, a candy bar, they would say in America, uh, on a hook and he chases it and then bites it and he gets stuck on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> and again, these guys are supposed to be the 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 serious the serious multi multi time world champions, and they're getting caught in a fish hook, <laughs> literally fish hook. And then they get battered by by a, a, a timid wrestler who becomes a superhero when he becomes too uh, too too pushed around too much and super Eric. Who's now, and, who's now, who's now a world class maniac? I need to watch more TNA. <laughs> Just watching for Joe Doring. I was watching Hard to Kill last last night, and Joe Doring is amazing. I've like, I've watched a wee bit of All Japan, but watch I watched him in TNA, and it, he he's probably one of the few wrestlers that I'll look at now, and I don't want to mess with him. Like I'm quite confident in myself for as far as as far as. Um, Martial arts and stuff are concerned, but I'm I'm not touching going anywhere near Joe Doring. He would eat me. Oh, uh, he looked at me, think, oh, he's a guy in black pants wearing a big furry coat and a cowboy hat. He should be ridiculed, but he looks <laughs> he looks terrifying yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we're still in a tangent, uh, this is going to be one of one of the most tangenty episodes ever. Uh, Jason yeah. Hyde asked, "Do you cut your sandwiches diagonally or sideways?" Again, I'm a heathen. I don't cut my sandwiches. I just, I literally put two bits of bread on some butter and whatever I'm eating and just eat it. Uh, for uh, what I will say, say for Lily, I'll cut it in squares, so sideways on that one. But myself, I just chuck a bit of bread and go bang. I guess it depends on how lazy I am that particular moment in time. If I'm just like, I don't want to dirty up a plate, I will just have it as it is, without having to cut it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I eat my pasta out the pot most of the time because I don't want to cut wash a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's next not... level. That's next <laughs> level. <laughs> I, don't call, I call it working smart rather than lazy. Why give myself an extra job to do when I don't have? Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this as someone who likes to use the dishwasher quite a lot. Yeah. So 
why would I even bother? Why would I even bother worrying about a plate? I'm just like, no, no, don't need to worry. Don't need to dirty up this plate. Oh, that's my dog whinging. Uh, but that's, that's fine. Right, okay. Um, we spoke about the hammer before we, we, we went on air. Let's speak about superheroes. We'll do a 10 count. Social media, wrap up. Jobs are good. In. I think that's the plan for the runoff of this this pod. Otherwise, we'll be here for four hours, and and uh, which will, is entirely possible. Uh, top five superheroes. Top five st- superheroes. Uh, Iron Man. Love. Do, do, from superheroes, does it count if they're not actually technically in the Marvel or DC universe? Oh, just just heroes. I'm I'm just I'm not I'm not fast too. Radioactive man. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, who have I got? So Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, oh, what's what's he called? It's one from an anime that I've just I've just finished watching. I'll come back to that one. Uh, as far as, technically not a superhero, but he, they use their basketball powers as. Uh, superpowers, so Iomini Daiki from Kuroko no Basuke and uh, All Might from My Hero Academia. Yep, uh, yeah, I mean, we're here using superpowers, basketball players. My first thought is Futurama, Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I love Futurama. The Bender, I've just finished the watching Bender's game because I've recorded recorded like every Futurama from season one. So I'm working my way through that through lockdown as well when Tiny's asleep. And I'm currently just on to Bender's game. Uh, so again, keep, keep you busy. Oh, before I go to Tenkine, I've got to ask, what's your favourite dinosaur? My favourite dinosaur? Velociraptor. See, that seems to be popular in season two, I'm finding. Velociraptor. T-Rex won the the um, the big award this year in our podcast awards, but Velociraptor oh, seems to be getting oh, picked by the rest. Of I can't be common then. So doing, I'll, I'll change it for pterodactyl. I can't be common. That's not. <laughs> no, Velociraptor Ankylosaurus is getting quite a few mentions at the moment as well. Hey. Which again, I when someone first said it to me, I thought they made it up. But then when they actually told me what Ankylosaurus is, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, cool. I know what that is. <laughs> but, We've actually got it's a. I was trying to see if I had it in here, but it must be in her room. Uh, Lily's got a book that it's hide and seek with dinosaurs. Right. So it's an actual book, and it's yeah, it's like where's Wally with the din- with a dinosaur, and as the as you find them, they cut they come into your 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 searching party. So you go one dinosaur, two dinosaur, three dinosaur. All looking for these, <laughs> the the rest of them. Cool, that sounds really cool. Even as a thirty-year-old, um, right. Before we finish up, then I've got the ten count. So that's ten things, mostly wrestlers, but I've thrown in some other things as well. Um, okay. Word association. I'll read it out. You either give a word, phrase, whatever, just whatever you think of when you when you hear these names. Um, okay. So number one, Joe Hendry. Prestigious. Two, Glenn Dunbar. Wrestling Daddy. Three. There we get out of my head. Uh, three, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, my love. My absolute love. Four, Sugar Dunkerton. <laughs> Big Sug. 
pro- probably like actually I loved Sugar and Takara. Like his Harlem again speaking the Harlem Globetrotters. All comes round. <laughs> like I actually start watching Sh- uh, Chikara around the same time I started watching Futurama. So put put them two together, I was like, oh, you're the first person I'm watching here. That is amazing. <laughs> and then got to wrestle them as well. And I'm like, I was like, that was a fantastic experience. That's why I had it on the list. Yeah. That, that was not a word of cessation. That was just well, uh, five, Brian, Dan- Brian Danielson. American Dragon. Six, Jonathan Gresham. The greatest pure wrestler on the planet. Seven, Charizard. Lazy arsehole. <laughs> There's, there is hate for Charizard every time it's mentioned in these podcasts. I, think, uh, I, I don't think, I think Charizard must be the biggest heel in Pokemon by an absolute mile. <laughs> it makes, he makes all the money but does none of the work. Yes. <laughs> uh, eight, Maui. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> Uh, nine, Robbie Wishart. Amazing. And ten, Manlin. My boy, my brother. Though he still needs a slap for tell for saying that he's not good. <laughs> uh, well, that's a great way to wrap up. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, so you can check me out on Twitter at. I can uh, never. I'm awful for remembering my socials. I think you're uh, DH Wrestling ninety two. DH Wrestling just Dalen Hendry on Facebook or uh, Dalen.Hendry on Instagram. Excellent. Well, perfect. Well, thank you for uh, this very random episode of the SWM podcast. And uh, hopefully when the shows start again, we might get a part two in the next oh, season. Excellent. But yeah, thank you very much. One hasn't driven me insane by then. <laughs> there, could it be a, a more random episode in that case? Yes. I win. <laughs>